How are we doing, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Another Wednesday here in the great state of Wisconsin. Not so great. I'm going to tell you right now, after watching that Brewers performance last night against the Diamondbacks, we're going to be talking about that today. That is our sole focus of this episode, talking about the Brewers, what we saw, what needs to change in game two here after um, nothing short of depressing game one loss last night to the Diamondbacks. We're jumping right into that right away. The Brewers lose 6-3 to three in this ball game. Corbin Burns struggled mightily. This was a game, I talked about it yesterday, talking about it again today. We went into it. The Brewers needed game one. Why? There's no Brandon Woodruff. We have no Brandon Woodruff to fall back on. We needed game one because the ace of this staff was going. We didn't have to face their aces right off the bat. Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, two dominant pitchers go deep into games. We didn't have to face those two. We were facing a rookie coming out the gates here. The Brewers started out hot in this one. A walk by Yelich, two straight singles, brought in a run. Then the inning was over, just like that. Snap of a finger, it was over. And you look back at that inning and people say, oh, well, good start for the Brewers. one nothing. It could have been better. The inning could have gone better for this Brewers team. They failed in that first inning. They failed multiple times in this game with the bases loaded, runners on. Yelich had a blunder out in the field there at second base. What are you doing on that play? Contreras, ground ball to the left side. Longoria fields, fumbles it. Yelich takes a big turn around second base. What are you doing? Even if he makes the throw to first, you aren't going anywhere. You are at second base. Even if he doesn't throw that ball, you're, you you got to be standing on second base. You don't overrun second base. You stop. You stand. He makes the throw to first, and you get a big turn like that. There's a good chance the guy at first can pick you off at second base. You try to take third on that, no way you make it. You get thrown out of third base. What kind of, what I, I really wish to hear what was going through his head on that play. Made zero sense in this one. Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Like I said, the Brewers needed this one. Why? Because you were going to fall back on your ace in this ballgame. Corbin Burns is the ace of the staff. Has been that way for a couple years now. He's the guy, Mr. Reliable. When we need a win, we can go to Corbin Burns. The offense gave him run production. Look at it all season. You look at how everybody talks about Corbin Burns. He doesn't get any run support. In this one, the Brewers gave him three runs right off the bat. It's a 3 nothing lead for the Brewers heading to the top of the third. Solo shot, two-run shot, and another solo shot in the fourth, and that was the ball game right there. The Brewers could not get over that. They got a they put they they sent a knockout punch. They delivered a punch. They were punched back, punched back even harder, and then in the ninth inning, in the top of the ninth, two runs for the Diamondbacks, punched one last time, and that was the knockout in this ball game. Corbin Burns struggled mightily in this one. Four innings, five hits, four earned runs, two walks. Five strikeouts, three home runs given up. Burns struggled on the mound. High pitch count. They, they were, he was not deceptive in this game. They were able to predict what was coming. You look at Keltel Marte's at-bats in this one. Marte in his first one, Burns threw him a cutter. He grounded out to first. Second at-bat against him, Burns put the same cutter on him on the inner part of the plate. Guess what Marte did? Solo home run to right field. 
Burns did not pitch a great game for the Brewers when the Brewers needed it most. Why did the Brewers not give Corbin Burns a huge contract like he was expecting? The Brewers have seen Corbin Burns' production start to decrease a little bit over the years here. He has struggled over the years. He had some dominant years, and then he started to struggle. Corbin Burns is at that point now. He's not, we've seen it, he's not a playoff pitcher for this Brewers team. He has struggled in the playoffs. Corbin Burns lost this game for the Brewers on the mound in this one. The offense didn't help him out much. The offense had a lot of chances in this one. The offense doesn't get anywhere near a free pass in this one. But Corbin Burns struggled mightily, and that caused the Brewers to struggle mightily in this one. The Brewers have been able to count on their starting pitchers all year long. When the offense can't produce runs like they should, they should be able to produce runs, especially with bases loaded, nobody out, or bases loaded, one out. They should be able to produce runs. The Brewers have proven they can't. So what have the Brewers relied on all season long to get to a 90-plus win season? What have they relied on? The starting pitching and the bullpen to back them up. In this one, that didn't happen. The bullpen, wasn't the bullpen. Devin Williams in the ninth, two runs, two earned runs in his appearance, wasn't able to back up um, the Brewers in this game here. Burns was not able to back up the offense. The offense got hot. Right away. And I think you, you look at the game and you look at momentum swings. The Brewers had all the momentum in the world. And then all of a sudden, the Diamondbacks got the momentum. And then the Brewers had traffic on the base paths. I think it was right after the Diamondbacks tied it up or took the lead. I can't remember. It was after the Diamondbacks tied it up. Brewers had traffic on the base paths. And I was texting with buddies of mine. And I was saying, this is the ball game right here. This is The Brewers need to steal back the momentum in this game. Once you lose that momentum, it's a downhill slope. It's hard to get it back, especially in a playoff game. And the Brewers could not get it back. The Bats could not do it for you in this ballgame. There isn't, I, I ran out of words for it. I almost had to shut it off. I couldn't watch it anymore because of the struggle to produce runs. How many times the Brewers had second and third, or first and second, second and third, bases loaded, and why? Why? I, I I looked at this. I actually walked out of the room. I was uh, doing stuff around the house, out in the kitchen. And one of my buddies texted me, and he, he said something about Jesse Winker. He said something about Winker. Only Winker could make it worse. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever, blah, blah. I thought he was just joking with me. I walk in the room. Jesse Winker's the pinch hitter. We bring in a pinch hitter in this ballgame, and it's Jesse Winker. Out of all the guys on your bench in this ballgame, Monasterio, Owen Miller, you have guys on this bench. You have depth on this bench. Blake Perkins, even. And you bring in Jesse Winker, a guy who hasn't played in the big leagues in a month, a two months. And the last time he was up, he got hurt. And he was he's a struggling mess all season long. And you go with Jesse Winker. What were you praying for? Were you praying that he was just going to all of a sudden figure it out? His one at bat in a century, he was going to figure it out. I, I really wish I could like go to Craig Council in that moment and say, why is Jesse Winker at the plate right now? This doesn't make any sense at all. Why is Jesse Winker in this ballgame? I don't, I, I don't dislike Jesse Winker as a person. I don't dislike him as a player, but he is not a good bat. He has not been a good bat. You would have had better luck putting Joey Weimer in at that point. Jesse Winker was not the guy to go to. And then you bring in 
Andrew Monasterio as the defensive re uh, replacement in this one. Why was he not the pinch hitter? You were going to play matchup? You wanted to play matchup in there, so you threw in Jesse Winker, one of your worst bats on the lineup, except for maybe Joey Weimer? I don't. That, I, that bat, at that point right there, it was like almost like a white flag was being raised. A white flag was being thrown around saying, we're done. We're done. We're throwing it all. We're throwing the towel in. We just threw Jesse Winker in. We're throwing the towel in. Are you kidding me? That was the worst move I have seen in the longest time of pinch hitters. I've seen a lot of bad pinch hitters come in. I've seen pitchers come in to pinch hit at times. And I had more faith in them than I had in Jesse Winker in that at-bat. And then, worse come to worse, he hurts himself on the second pitch of the at-bat. And then steps back in and strikes out. I just, I was lost for words. I was truthfully lost for words in this one. And another thing, talked about it yesterday. We're going to talk about it again. Why was Andrew Monasterio not in this lineup? Donaldson didn't play a bad game. I'll bite my tongue on that one. I don't like Josh Donaldson. I really don't. I haven't liked him since he became a brewer. I didn't think that he deserved a spot. But he had a good game. Had a couple hits for the brewers. Can't take away what he did in this game. Andrew Monasterio, though, has got to the Brewers. He's, he's been with the Brewers for months now. Has helped the Brewers get to this point. Has had plenty of hits for the Brewers. Proven his worth to the Brewers. And yet, when push comes to shove, and something that he's earned throughout the season here comes down to it, he's not in the lineup. He's sitting on the bench, and he gets in as a defensive replacement. Are you kidding me? Bryce Terang is a great defender. But he's a struggling bat. You want to fix your lineup? Put your bats in there. Put guys who can hit in there. Terang is a dud right now. He is. He comes up with a couple hits every once in a while. But Terang is not a consistent at bat. Andrew Monasterio needs to be in there. In game two, Andrew Monasterio needs to be in there. You need to throw your best lineup out on the field in this ballgame. Whether that's putting Andrew Monasterio in there, or I even think Owen Miller in this lineup. Some guys to put the ball in play for the Brewers here. Because with the bases loaded and nobody out, you strike out. And then, you know, some bad luck there on Tyrone Taylor. Evan Longoria acted like he was 25 years old again. He dove, uh, dove out and up, made a play, and doubled off Adamas that second. I Adamas got picked off. And I, you can't take much against Adamas on that play. That was a heck of a play by Longoria. And hats off to him. But the Brewers ran in some bad luck there. But the struggle with guys on, sack fly, anything in between. I just, it was, it's, it's hard to put the performance that we saw by the Brewers into words after that one. Looking at the lineup for the Brewers, like I said, the Brewers didn't hit bad. 12 hits on the ball game here. One from Yelich, two from Contreras. Santana had a hit. Canna struggled in this one, 0 for 4. Frelick had two hits for the Brewers. Adamas, 3 for 4 a night from Adamas. Donaldson, 2 for 4. Terang, 0 for 1. Winker, yeah, I mean, you, can, I can already, you can already tell what the stat line is. And Tyrone Taylor, 1 for 4 with a big two-run shot. The Brewers could not drive in runs when runs were needed the most. And strikeouts in this one, 11 strikeouts. That's, very, that's high for the Brewers. That's high for an average Brewers game. You look back even into, like, look back into the Cubs series there when the Brewers were in there. And the Brewers... They aren't as prone to the strikeout as they were in this one. Even a guy like Sal Frelick, Mark Canna, two guys you don't see strike out a lot, two strikeouts apiece in this ballgame. Frelick chasing a lot, Canna chasing a lot in this ballgame. 
the Brewers, like I said, jumped on a rookie pitcher early and didn't put the gas pedal down. They He got out of that inning. He got a breath. He saw the light, and he said, I can get out of this inning here. And he did. And then he pitched a pretty good game after that. Tyrone Taylor had the two-run homer. Other than that there, pitched a pretty good outing, and then the bullpen took over for the Diamondbacks. Now you go into game two, and you got to face the upper um, starters in this Diamondbacks rotation, and that's where it gets scary for the Brewers. Looking at the uh, bullpen and, well, the pitchers for the Brewers in this one, like I said, Burns, four innings, five hits, four earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts, three home runs. Uribe, an inning pitch there, nothing across the board, one walk and a strikeout. Paguero, two-thirds of an inning, one hit and one strikeout. Milner, two-thirds of an inning, one hit. That was it for him on the stat line. Pompas, an inning and two-thirds, one hit and a walk, two strikeouts. Devin Williams, two-thirds of an inning, one hit, two earned runs. Three walks, one strikeout. Bryce Wilson pitched that third inning. Devin Williams at the end there, his location was never there. It was off. You could tell it was off. He was just skating by like he normally did, and it finally bit him. Finally bit him there. Christian Walker finally got a hold of one. He's done this all season long. Struggles with the command, puts guys on, gets out of it. I've talked about it all season long. That's what he does. That's Devin Williams 2.0. And we saw it in this one. This time it came back to bite them. Can the Brewers change that going into game two? Will the Brewers change that going into game two? And what can the Brewers do differently in game two? Simply told, put score runs when they present themselves. Bases loaded, nobody out. Bases loaded, one out. First and second with nobody out. Advance the runners. Play small ball. You have to play the game different. The home run ball will not save you all the time here. The Brewers have to be better limiting the blunders that they have on the base paths and at the plate in big moments. We're relying on guys to have big moments with two outs when we have shots with nobody out to just put the ball in play and make something happen. The Brewers... It comes down to a scary do-or-die game, too. And in this second game of the series, it was announced Freddie Peralta will get the start for the Brewers against we're going to have to face Zach Gallen now. You win game two, the Brewers will have to face Merrill Kelly in game three. You're going to get the top two starters from the Diamondbacks. You have a do-or-die game, two now. Zach Gallen versus the Brewers. Freddie Peralta versus the Diamondbacks. What scares me the most with Freddie Peralta in this game against the Diamondbacks is Freddie Peralta's um, prone to giving up the long ball. He has proven throughout his career, even in his best outings, where he only gives up a run, maybe two. Those two runs come from the long ball. Just like Burns was last night for the Brewers, that's what worries me with Corbin, or with. Freddie Peralta coming out here for game two. I don't know if maybe pitching a guy like Wade Miley, a guy who keeps the ball on the ground just a little bit more. He gives up his home runs, but he's a better ground ball pitcher. Would pitching a guy like Wade Miley game two, would that have, would that change the outcome of this one? I can't, we can't jump the gun on that. Wade Miley looks like he's going to be prepared for game three of the series here. Corbin Burns pitched four innings. He might be ready for game three, but Friday Peralta is the game two starter. 
the keys to the game against Zach Gallen. Gallen is a he's an out machine. Proven it all season long for the Diamondbacks. Looking at his stats on the season, 17 and 9 with a 3.47 ERA and 220 strikeouts. He is a dominant arm for the uh, Diamondbacks. Looking at his last seven games, though, teams have gotten to him. Three and four, a 4.93 ERA, 44 hits, and 23 earned runs, 41 strikeouts in those starts, 42 and uh, 42 innings pitched for him. Over the last 15, six and six with a 4.03. He's been struggling as of late for the Diamondbacks. Ho- maybe, hopefully, that carries over in the playoffs. But that's going to depend on if the Brewers can take advantage of mistake pitches. Can the Brewers get hot against uh, Zach Gallen in this series? Question mark on top of question mark going into game two here. A lot of things need to be answered by the Brewers here. Do they have the fight in them to force a game three in Milwaukee? That's what we're going to have to wait and see. That is about... that. that it's about all there is to it. The Brewers Diamondbacks series is going to lay on the back of the Brewers offense. Can the Brewers offense push across runs? We know they can hit. 12 hits last night. We know they can hit. Can we score runs? Can we take advantage of those bases loaded, nobody out situations? Or can the Diamondbacks continue to get out of those sticky situations unscathed? That's going to be the deciding factor in this game too. Freddie Peralta going for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta is going to give you his A-plus stuff. We expect it out of Freddie. He's a big game pitcher. I expect the A-plus stuff out of Freddie. I think it's going to be a great pitching matchup here from the Diamondbacks and Brewers perspectives. Can the offense for the Brewers pick it up in this one? That is going to be how far this game goes for the Brewers. And we pray We pray that the Brewers will take care of business tonight and we will force a Game 3 in Milwaukee tomorrow night from American Family Field. But with that, that is about all I have for today. Just to talk about what I saw, what we saw as fans last night there watching the Brewers Diamondbacks series and what to expect tonight from this Brewers team. I expect a change from the Brewers here in Game 2. If not to the lineup, maybe to the usage of players in the lineup, not giving so much leeway. Maybe we go with pinch hitters early on and try to find a boost. It's tough to tell what Craig Council is going to do. I saw Jesse Winker pinch hit last night, so I don't know. All the cards are on the table right now. The chips are down. Can the Brewers get a win in a do-or-die game, too? We will wait and see, but that is about all I have for today for you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, hopefully, 6.08 tonight, we will see a win from the Brewers, and I will be talking happily tomorrow night or tomorrow about the Brewers forcing a Game 3 from American Family Field. But with that, this has been Wisconsin Sports on the go with Trage. Thank you guys for listening. Deuces, Brew Crew.